This is the Jason Walker Show. Two-time National Sports Media Association Montana Sportscaster of the Year and three-time loser, the Jason Walker Show. The best local and statewide sports coverage featuring the biggest guests from Montana. Clint Rasmussen uh, joining us here on the Jason Walker Show. He's freaking exhausting, too. You used to dance a lot more. Yeah, I know, lady. I'm 51 years old now. The NAI Hall of Famers, Mike Vendee's joining us here on Jason Walker Show. And is it just a deal where quarterbacks have to be good golfers? Well, that's all they have time for. They don't work out. They don't lift weight. They don't do anything else. They might as well go get on the golf course and at least have some fun. And from across the country. Doug Gottlieb, I guess, here on the Jason Walker Show. End of the day, remember, it, it's your show. It's got your name on it. Howie Mandela, I guess, here. Jason Walker. Deal or no deal. The Jason Walker Show. Broadcasting from the Major Mortgage Man Cave. Here's Jason Walker. Hey, happy Friday. The Jason Walker Show presented by Capital Collision Center. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, it's your choice. Where you have it repaired, choose Capital Collision Center. Here inside the Major Mortgage Man Cave on a finally Friday. And uh, thanks for joining us. Big show coming up today. There's some cancellations. There's some COVID-related issues affecting sports in Montana, which we'll uh, chat about here in a few minutes. Coming up in about uh, 10 minutes, or 15 minutes rather, we'll check in with the longtime coach, Current broadcaster down in Butte in the Mining City, John Thatcher, will join us. That, uh, that'll be fun just to uh, share some stories. Um, that'll be a good time. Hear his stories, rather. And also coming up at uh, about 40 past the hour, Governor-elect Congressman Greg Gianforte. And uh, if you've ever wanted to know how to correctly pronounce his name, he'll tell us. So that is all coming up, plus playoff predictions for football and uh, much more. And I'll tell you where I'm going to be tomorrow. And uh, we'll update you on the PBR as well. So let's just get to it, shall we? Um, big, 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 big stuff. Big show. And as always, you can watch on uh, the YouTube, the Facebook, the Twitter. You can also uh, listen on Podbean and Network One Sports. Go to jasonwalkershow.com and uh, get everything updated. You can also... Email us, jason at jasonwalkershow.com. All right, uh, here's your Montana COVID update. And uh, a record, 1,214 new cases, including 171 new cases in Silver Bow County. Uh, 477 deaths, 18,378 active cases, 25,389 recovered, and 492 in the hospital. 4,205 Yellowstone County. Uh, 1949 Cascade, 1863 Gallatin. 1340 Lewis and Clark, 1695 Missoula, 1570 up in the Flathead. And there you go. Um garage door below us always is uh, fun to hear and awesomeness all right uh so there's your COVID update we'll start with the national stuff um arizona state this is unbelievable arizona state as uh, we get to the uh the right um gotta get past all of the voter fraud stuff um arizona state Wow, way down the list. 
is um, <laughs> oh here it is the situation though. So Matt Barry says on Twitter that the situation at Arizona State at the football program is dire. His words: the facility is closed. An entire side of the ball has COVID. Six staff members are positive. And this is just the beginning of the outbreak. When asked to describe it, Matt Berry was told, this is bad, really, really bad. That is uh, Arizona State, which is obviously not playing this weekend. Nor is Utah after Utah has had some issues with the COVID. And they will not play at UCLA this weekend. So instead... Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott and uh, the such got together and decided, well, Cal's not playing anybody. Let's have Cal go down to UCLA. So they're going to. They're going to play on Sunday morning at 9 a.m. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see here. What else? Oh, UAB, Alabama-Birmingham, not going to be playing uh, the next couple of weeks either. So there's that. Now let's get to the Montana situation and how it affects the, the COVID, how it affects Montana. MSU Billings, according to Greg Rockach from 406MTSports.com, about an hour ago said MSUB announced Friday it is not going to compete in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference for the men's and women's basketball season. According to the press release issued by the athletic department, the decision was made due to ongoing concerns surrounding the pandemic. MSUB can still schedule individually and independently, but not before January 7th. Krista Montague, the athletics director at MSUB, said in a statement, quote, it is a gut-wrenching decision, but the health and safety of our student-athletes, our campus community, the Billings community, as well as the families of all those involved comes first, end quote. So what it means is that um, MSUB will not be competing for a GNAC conference title in basketball and is among six GNAC schools opting out of a conference schedule. This is big. This is, this is really big. Uh, in addition to MSU Billings not playing conference schedule, men's or women's basketball, uh, Alaska Anchorage, Central Washington, Simon Fraser, Western Oregon, and Western Washington. Uh, four of the teams, Alaska Fairbanks, Northwest Nazarene, St. Martin's, and Seattle Pacific, have said that they are going to play a conference season. Uh, also, fall sports at MSUB, men's and women's soccer, volleyball, men's and women's cross country will not participate in a conference or championship schedule during the spring either. Uh, I wonder how this is going to uh, – spring sports remain on track to compete. That includes baseball, softball, track and field, along with golf and triathlon for the women. MSUB's baseball team is pretty good. We'll see. We will see. And then there was this story. What happened to it? That's MSU Billings. 
Uh, Montana State women were set to play the South Dakota School of Mines on the opening day of the college basketball season, November 25th, 12 days from now. But South Dakota State School or South Dakota School of Mines canceled its um, side of it. So the Bobcats are working to find another home game for that day. They will host scheduled to host North Dakota on December 6th, South Dakota State December 21st. MSU men still don't have a non-conference schedule finalized. Um, wow. Something to keep an eye on. Telling you. I'm telling you. This is not going to end pretty any time soon for a lot of people. And a lot of teams and a lot of schools. And it's unfortunate. Especially for the kids. Especially for the kids. Uh, all right. We'll do predictions for the playoff games. There's eight of them today, or uh, between tonight and tomorrow for uh, football. Uh, got a New Mexico State story I want to chat about briefly as well. And uh, don't forget, you can always go to jasonwalkershow.com if you miss any of the show. And we'll have it up in its entirety, of course, afterwards, be, uh, because that's what we do. All right, take a break. When we come back, legendary basketball coach John Thatcher of the famous Thatcher family. We will talk to him about hoops, his career, and whatever else he decides to chat about next here on the Jason Walker Show. We're presented by Capital Collision Center, and we tell you all the time about the customer service and the relationships from that local family business, Capital Collision Center. And we know what sets Capital Collision Center apart, okay? They do unparalleled work. And I, I talk about the customer service. Well, here's the example, personal example. I was in a – I got wrecked. I got T-boned July the 2nd on the way to the golf course. And bless the young lady's heart, nobody was hurt, but she blew through a stop sign about 40 miles per hour. And completely T-boned me. It was on a, what, Thursday? Is that right? Immediately took my truck to Capital Collision Center. Got it back in August, but took it there Thursday. By Friday, I had, or Monday, that uh, next Monday, I had pitchers. They had already contacted my insurance and contacted the young lady's insurance. I had nothing to do. It was taken care of. They texted me throughout the process, they called throughout the process, they emailed throughout the process, and gave me step-by-step -step instruction of where my truck was and how it was being put together and the next steps. The customer service, unmatched. Nobody does it better than Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Coming right back with Coach John Thatcher next. New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle, and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Who doesn't love being number one? When your team's dominating the standings, 
or your favorite band rocks the charts at number one? It feels good, right? Kind of like how it feels when you have auto insurance with State Farm. Because making you feel like number one is an honor your local State Farm agent takes seriously. Through the good times and not so good, your State Farm agent's proud to be here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Mike Miller in Helena today. Have you thought about buying a home and just don't know where to begin? Well, when it comes to one of the most important purchases one can make, we understand it can be frustrating and confusing, but it doesn't have to be. Let the Major Mortgage Team help you with all your mortgage needs. Major Mortgage means major service, and we would love the opportunity to help you today. Give J.R. McFadden, NMLS number 1246357, a call today at 406-465-1918, or you can visit him at 2001 11th Avenue, Building A, Suite 3 in Helena. Major Mortgage is a division of AMCAP Mortgage, NMLS number 129122. Fall is officially here, and now is the perfect time to get your rig tuned up before the big hunt. That means a lift kit from Auto Concepts. An Auto Concepts lift kit will help take you places only the animals can go. And when you do get that big one, make sure you have help to get a home with a winch to pull it out. Or maybe you'll be a good friend and help pull someone out of the snowbank. Check out AutoConceptsHelena.com for more ideas. Auto Concepts, the auto enhancement professionals. Storewide savings are what you'll find when you shop for new home furnishings at Rutgers Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rutgers, you'll find storewide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta iComfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find storewide savings at Rutgers Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Uh, welcome back. Jason Walker Show on a finally Friday. We've got your playoff predictions coming up. Eight games this week, including two state championships. Also talk some volleyball, PBR, and much, much more. This segment brought to you by Rutgers Furniture. Make the quality choice for your home at Rutgers Furniture. 1010 Dearborn, Helena. It is uh, my esteemed pleasure. Oh, by the way, Congressman and Governor-elect Greg Gianforte will join us uh, coming up here in about uh, 25 minutes. But there, if you want to talk frontier hoops, if you want to talk high school hoops, if you just want to talk hoops in general, there's really not a whole lot of guys around the state that uh, know more than this guy. Uh, Coach John Thatcher joining us here on the Jason Walker Show and the Mike Miller State Farm Highline. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing great, but I'm a Democrat, so I can't be on with Jim Forty. <laughs> well, he—he—I've he, he, already talked to him. He'll be on later, so you don't even have to worry about. <laughs> I know, I get it. <laughs> oh man, that is funny. Um, you know, I reached out to Bullock, and he never got back to me in in two months now. So I don't know what the, what is going on over there. He lost. He doesn't want to talk to anybody. <laughs> well, this was before the election, though. You know, you never want to talk to reporters after you've lost. They always say, well, why? Uh, I got beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you had to deal with the media in your coaching days. And uh, what was that like tell, uh, talking to a reporter after a tough loss? Uh, it was awesome. I tried to be as copacetic as I could. But uh, the reality is when I got beat and they asked me a d- dumb question like, why did you lose? And I said, the other team scored more points than we did. I couldn't do anything better than that. Yeah, I used to. Bill Fumble used to be a nervous wreck if we got beat. <laughs> oh, I bet, I bet. Um, 
what's the, what's uh what's your favorite story revolving or involving a reporter, good or bad, that dealt with you? All right. Well, in 1976, I had the bad news bears. It was my first year at Butte Central, and uh, we upset Dylan, who was ranked number one in the state at that time, and we upset him in the divisional tournament, qualified for the state tournament. Well, we played our first game. And uh, a reporter from Great Falls titled Buffoons from Butte on his article, and it Ooh. just made fun of my team. So um, the funnest part was the following year we won the state championship, and he came to interview me. I said, I don't have time for you to have a retraction from last year in the paper. You affected some kids uh, just so you can get a story and get some attention. And I said, I'm not talking to you till I see – and he wrote – and I still have it. He wrote a big retraction in the paper that came and said <laughs> – not going to interview. I said, "Yeah, but be soft with your words, because I'm can be terrible with mine." So <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's a great story. I mean, that was uh, he really chastised us, and we ended up winning the game in the state tournament. And then, you know, we went. We started off one and eleven, and then we won. Uh, I don't know, eight or ten games in a row. And Dylan had a great team under Teddy Stanisitz that year, and and. They, they beat us by 40 uh, two games in during the season, and then we upset them by 30-some in the uh, semifinals of the divisional tournament, and we lost the championship to Lewistown in the divisional, so they took third and couldn't challenge us. So we snuck in the back door, but, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great story. Sad. There's a bunch. I, I'll write you a letter. <laughs> oh, gee, I bet. Well, you and I were talking before we came on the air, and, you know, we're both terrific friends, and, and you a longtime friend with the uh, coach and the Hall of Famer, Gary Turcott. Um, what's your favorite Turcott story? You know, I just love everything. You know, he, I, that guy is, is so good to discuss basketball. I, I, there, there are stories and stories, but he is such a gentleman that uh, – even when th- things are down, he's still up. I just, I, I just love his attitude. I love his approach to the game. And he and I used to have a lot of conversations about basketball. I mean, a ton. And um, he, he used to say to me, "You were ahead of your time." And I said, no, "Yeah, I know. That's why I lost a couple hundred games." And he goes, "No, you did. You did things that other coaches didn't do." And I said, "Well, I appreciate you telling me that, but uh, I, story. His life is a story. He just." Mm. Uh, to me, one of the perfect human beings that you could ever have a conversation with. I got the privilege of working with that man for seven years. So, yeah, it's uh, the stories that man can tell, unbelievable, much like yourself. Oh, yeah. um, what's it like, though, when you guys get together? Because I've been a part of brief conversations, but when I was usually setting up for a broadcast, you guys were sitting behind me just chatting about books and stuff. Um, but That's what's a typical – do you, what do you guys talk about when you hang out? I don't think, you know, I'll, we talk basketball, but we also talk life a little bit. But I, I think uh, probably the biggest thing is he's always, uh, I always get on him about kids. I thought he should have recruited, and then he'll come back a couple years later and say, you told me, and I said, I should have done it. And uh, so w- w- I really like talking athletes anyway. I, I see just about every player in the state, ex- with the exception of Class C until tournament time. And I always make recommendations to him, and sometimes he takes them and sometimes he doesn't. But I always love it when he regrets that he didn't take Yeah, I had a kid for me, play for me a beauty high named Casey Briggs, and every time I see him, his first reaction is, I should have recruited him. (laughs) I know, I told you that. But, uh, you know, he's a basketball mind. He he just is great at uh, 
and understanding the game and understanding athletes. The thing I admire most about him is his is the way he handles himself. You know, he has a quiet demeanor, and uh, I'm probably the exact opposite of the guy. I'm a screamer and a butt chewer, and he just gets a lot out of players, and he understands talent. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you, 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 you take a coach like that and search their mind, why did you pull, take this kid? Why did you take that kid? And he gives you the direct answer. There's no politics about, oh, I've got a secret I'm not going to tell you. He's very open about what he does, and he's he was really, really good at it. Former Butte High, Butte Central coach John Thatcher, our guest here on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Um, you coach some pretty awesome athletes over your, your time. I know you're not going to give me a favorite, but is there a favorite team that you had? You know, I, I have had several. Uh, the team that first – Butte Central hadn't been in the state tournament in years and years, and when, when this Bad News Bears team, as the, as the reporter from Great Falls called, when they qualified – I mean, you want to talk about 10 players with not an overabundance of athletic talent, but play with more heart than any team I've ever had, ever. And that was in 1976. Mm-hmm. Um, I, the team that we won the state championship with at Butte Central uh, has my all-time favorite player in Ray J. Johnson. He he just was phenomenal. And that, that was just a quality basketball team. Uh, we had five guys who averaged in double figures and that were – so unselfish. Uh, they were awesome. Then, uh, you know, at Butte High, they hadn't been to state tournament 14 years, and we got there, and we played for the state championship twice. I wasn't good enough, smart enough coach to win it, but we got there. And uh, I just have great admiration for the work and time those kids put in. And they gave me everything. My team's always played hard. If you didn't, you didn't play. You sat and had popcorn and a Coke at the end of the bench because I didn't have time for you if you didn't play hard. That's uh, that's a, I love that. That's the old school mentality, and I wish there was more of that today. Um, we see, oh yes, and and one hundred percent agree. Uh, what is the difference? The biggest difference between, I mean, and you you've been out of it officially coaching for what a decade now, but what's the officially biggest? The I still coach. Well, right, but as the Butte High coach, I help Butte High and I help Butte, uh, Butte Central girls. Okay. Um, but as the head guy, what's the biggest change you've seen in, in the last decade with kids? You know, I don't think, um, I hate to say this, but I'm, no, I don't hate to say this. I don't think kids have changed a bit. They want to win. They want to get better. Uh, they want to please you. And, uh, I, I realize that I think the old, the the bad thing is is the over involvement with a lot of parents, and I know that takes place. I witnessed it. I slept through it and did a lot of other things. But uh, uh, everybody, a lot of parents over evaluate the talent of their kids, and I was really truthful about telling the kid how good he had, he was, but how much better he could be if he do this, this, and this, and this. But kids haven't changed. Kids have not changed. That they want discipline. They, they want to learn, and they want to win, and they want to get better at what they do. Uh, I have nothing but good to say about kids. Now, if you want to go to parents, we could have a conversation for about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> There's no question about that. Um, yeah, yeah, uh, 100% agree with you there, too. My dad's a, a, a coach from the 80s, and, and, and he coached a long time. But, um, 
His, he's the other Dwayne Walker, not the not the famous one in Montana. <laughs> yeah, I, I know who your dad is, and I know the famous one too, and the son down in Missoula. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Travis. Yeah, um, but this is such a, an, an honor for me to chat with you because you, I mean, there's so much of history that you have in that mining city, and you you never left. I mean, you're just a Butte Central. You're just a Butte guy all the way around. I always tell people I am Butte. Period. I mean, I love, I love where I'm from. Absolutely adore the people of Butte. But, you know, and I had a good run with Kelvin Sampson at Montana Tech. That was phenomenal, too. It was just a, a special time. So I've been at Butte Center. I've been at Tech. I've been in, at Butte High. I, I coached in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, it's it's all been – I feel like I may not be the richest guy on earth as far as money's concerned. But I am as far as the people I've met, and they're all good people. You know, people see two sides of me. I am actually a nice person. <laughs> they, 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 a lot of people see the crazy side. And, uh, you know, I'm from Butte, so I've been in a brawl or two. And people don't ever forget that. So you, you, you try, I, I just love people in general. Uh, and I've been treated very well here in Butte, Montana. It is a, It is its own Identity. It, it, I mean, Butte is Butte is Butte. There's no question about that. You know, I grew up in Bozeman, so Butte was our like natural rival. Um, yeah. In sports. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you'd been over here, I'd have made you tougher. <laughs> oh, wow. You know, that's probably true. That's probably true. Although I did take third. I took third at JV State Wrestling, um, and that was my oh, biggest geez. accomplishment. So. Well, that's a good accomplishment. I'm just teasing you. Oh, I, I know. <laughs> greatest compliment I ever got as a coach was, uh, I can't think of the kid's name. His dad was the principal at Bozeman High. He played at Western. Give me a name. Come on, you remember. Um, um, principal. Oh. Uh, Who is the principal? All I can think of is Godfrey Saunders right now. Yeah, yeah Godfrey. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at Western. Godfrey was there, so. We kind of grew away, and then I start, I was coaching at Butte High, and his son played for Bozeman, and he he stops me one time after his son graduates, and he says, I've got a compliment for you. I said, good, because I don't get a lot of them at this time <laughs> while I'm coaching. And he said, I asked my son if he had any coach in the state he could play for, and he said, that guy from Butte, he mm. said, he has intensity. That's the greatest compliment I've ever gotten. And I got it again the other night from Coach Sampson, the football coach at at Montana Tech, we interviewed him on the radio, and he said, uh, I told my dad if I could play for any guy, it would be that guy from Butte. So oh. that, when they say that, that makes you feel good. Absolutely. He did something like that's all the wrong things he did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, John Thatcher, I guess, here, Jason Walker show. Um, longtime coach in the Mining City. Uh, favorite gym to go coach in that wasn't a home gym? Um. I love coaching in Bozeman. Uh, uh, um, always competitive there. I, I, we might have won there once, maybe twice. I don't know over my ten years. And I love to go to Helena Capital because they'd always come up with their cheer dirty water, and I knew it was coming. So I bought a T-shirt that said, "Dude, love that dirty water." And during the game, they were chanting, it, and I took off my shirt and my coat and showed them the shirt, and the Capital fans went crazy. It was, it was. <laughs> Absolutely awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, my AD wanted to have a conversation. John, you can't do that. I said, well, I just did, and they liked it. So we said, <laughs> you know, I, 
sports are just a game. That's all they are. They're not life. They're just a game. And everybody's got to have fun, whether they like you or not. It's got to be fun. When it's not fun, don't do it. That's yeah. always been my philosophy. And Capital Kids, had they they were one of the toughest gyms in the world to coach in. And uh, I was lucky to get a few wins over there. Um, toughest, uh, toughest coach to coach against. And I could give you a list of them. Uh, You know, then in the double A, there there were no bad coaches. What you had to do is think about how do they think. That was always my process. Scout scout the team, find their weaknesses. How can you attack them with your strengths? And then how does that other guy think down there? What's he thinking during a timeout? And you know, Mike Cole was as good as they got. I just that guy. I just uh, and then Steve Keller, second to none, no question about it. I coached with Steve for two years in Helena with the girls. Um. God, they were at, yeah, I don't know, the guy from Billings West, Robeson. Oh, yeah. Just all, all gentlemen, but all and, – and I'm sure I'm leaving somebody else. If they're listening to – I love – Almquist is my favorite double-A coach right now. I just love Guy Almquist. Yep. I think he is so good at what he does. He he is just – if they ever lose him, I feel bad for him because they, they, they won't get one any better than that guy. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. I can go, go right down the list with uh, coaches from – from Montana. You know, we talk about the coaching tree with Coach Turcott and how many double-A coaches, or really how many coaches across the state. How many of your former players have gone on to become um, coaches as well? God, you, you know, you're talking a lot of years. I'd have to go back and do some heavy thinking. <laughs> I told you we Ray were going to have fun. Uh, Ray J. Johnson wasn't a head coach, but he coached at Metro College in Denver, mm. and they, he had a great career. Um are they the Roadrunners? I, I have no clue. Metro State. I think they were the Roadrunners. Yeah, he coached the women. Okay. But, uh, God, you know, I, I probably drove any of uh, my two sons are coaches. They played for me. One's a coach in Madison, Wisconsin, and uh, and a vice principal. And then my other son, Noah, helps Butte High. But he's a freshman coach at Butte High and uh, good coaches, both of them. Geez. Well, they learned from you. Well, they learned what not to do from me. That's what, <laughs> that's what, that's what I was good to have around. Uh, they'd always say, why'd you do that? I said, I don't know. It's for the moment thing. I don't know. Um, but not not a lot of my players went into coaching. You know, a lot of them got degrees from uh, Montana Tech. They're engineers. Yeah. I, I always encourage my players to go there. I mean, you walk out of there, you start at ninety grand a year. In a couple of years, you're making two fifty to 500 so I always uh, my my niece Hattie, oh. uh, coach coaches for Butte Central and, and uh, you know the Thatchers are my brother uh, Chunky was a coach at Butte Central and so we, we have a real uh, background for all of us liking that coaching game. My my niece uh, Kelsey was a softball coach at Butte Central. Mm-hmm. You know. I don't know. One thing I've always, uh, you know, when I was doing radio with Carol, but you talked to Coach Sayers, uh, Rochelle Sayers of the women's side, and she's as good as there is in this country. I just love Coach Sayers. Um, but she always, you know, with Hattie at Tech and then Chloe down at Rocky, how many more Thatchers? Because she knew it was, she's in for a dogfight any night there's a Thatcher on the opposite side of the floor. Well, our family has a history of a ton of basketball players, boys and girls, and um, a lot of us have gone on to play collegiate basketball. But uh, 
I love Coach Sayers. I absolutely adore that woman. You know, I picked her fourth or fifth or sixth one a couple of years ago on purpose. <laughs> because I want, well, I got a response from everybody in hell. That guy all chewed me out and she chewed me out. And I, I told Nisco, watch this one. And, you know, I like to pick who's, who I think is going to win it and all that. And I, I intentionally put her, I put her down way farther down than she belonged. But I picked her number one this year to make her not beat me up and, uh, I think she's pretty satisfied about it. They're going to be awful good. They are. Uh, not only the high school, but you follow the Frontier religiously. Um, there's been some great athletes come through this Frontier Conference. Uh, who's your favorite? Oh, boy. oh, God. You know, I love Brandon Brown from Western. Yeah. I love the, the little left-hander that played for Western. Uh, my, my, probably my all-time favorite is a guy named Brian Vons who played for us at Tech. Uh, in the 80s, he, he was six eight, built like a Greek god, could run the floor like a point guard. But I, there are so many players that I just loved. In the, there are so many players in the Frontier Conference that could have played up. Uh, and you just look at them and go, how did they miss you? Right. I'm glad they did. You're playing for me. But uh, Carroll College has had some wonderful players. Um, I, I, I'm, always, uh, I'm always in love with their point guards. Women, uh, I, Carol's my favorite institution for women's basketball because I'm a post coach. I think the ball goes in and comes out. It's not dribble drive all the time. And uh, Carol does such a great job with their post players. I, what's the assistant's name, the tall guy? Oh, J.D. Solomon. That guy does – people don't understand the job that guy does with post players. And uh, you get that coupled with Sayers and uh, – and our, and our favorite coach in the world, and you, you find that the, that's why they're good. That their post players are always so effective that it's hard to guard their perimeter game. But Carroll's had a ton of players that I I just thought were great. I I wish you'd have told me before I made a list out for you and just pumped them off because there, oh, there has been a we, – we had a guy at Western when I was down there named Charlie Hall. We ended up playing a year for the Chicago Bulls after he left, and Dick Mata brought him. And uh, this guy was six foot six and a point guard, and so so athletic, and he could get his head above the rim when he dunked. And I mean, this guy was a Division One player playing at Western Montana College. It was from Fallon, Nevada. Wow. But, uh, I would certainly make a list. I don't want to miss any players right. because I got Holmquist was one of my favorite players. He doesn't even know that, but he played at Northern. I watched him every year. Because I I belong in a gym. I should have built a gym, put a kitchen in a bedroom, and stayed. <laughs> didn't do it that way. How many games a year yeah. do you watch? The you know, best answer is all of them. I mean, I I don't. If there's a night, there's a game. I go to it. I, I don't. God. Well, you know, with Panisco and I doing the radio, I think uh, before this pandemic, the year before, we did uh, maybe 110 games. Man. Because we did the uh, women's NAIA, and I think we did 40 games in that, 40, 50 maybe. It, it was, uh, I can't get in the gym enough. I'm always learning. I'm always studying. You never know when somebody might say, is that old cripple guy want to come back coaching? I've been offered some jobs in the last couple of years to go back coaching, but time to turn my turn style over. <laughs> uh, I, 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 try, I do not miss a game here in Butte if I can get to it. No way. Yeah. Um... No way. You mentioned Panisco. Paul Panisco does a great job with radio. Uh, what do you like about doing games? Are you able to be completely honest? 
Well, I think that's why he keeps me around. I, I, I love doing games with him. First of all, he's a great play-by-play guy. And he get, he is really good about taking my feedback. And I think sometimes he looks at me like, see that at? Well, sometimes I make it up so the people on the radio think there's some excitement going out there. Uh, he is really easy to work with. He's very professional. And he's uh, he is just so good at what he does. I have great admiration for him. What, what do you find hardest about calling games on radio? Uh, you know, I think I, I don't think anything's hard. I think that not many people could be a good color guy when you got a good play-by-play guy because there's a, a split second there you got to intervene and get out. And uh, it, it kind of was natural for me. I was kind of shocked. I told him, I don't think I have a radio voice, first of all, and I said that. Uh, I will understand what's going out on the floor, going on out on the floor, but uh, I don't. It, it kind of fell in place for me. I think I, I, I didn't have any problem with anything. I still don't. Well, I think that's um, what you know is great about like you and, and when I worked with with Coach Turcott and and even Greg Upham with football and Tim Norbeck. Um, those are you guys make us as as play by play guys sound smarter than we are. We just ask a question and let you guys talk the truth, and then it makes us sound like we knew what we were talking about. So thank well, you. Well, that's it's teamwork just like anything else. You want to do it right. People don't want to get bored. They don't want to just continually hear play-by-play. Play. They want to get another objective or some say something that you see out on the court that can do at home. And I think that's why good radio people intertwine that way. I like to think I'm decent at it. I always tell Paul I'm not very good, but he, he won't let me resign. So. <laughs> I got to because he can't find somebody else. Well, he'd feel naked without you, I'm sure. Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. What's the future? couple final questions for you, Coach. But what's the future of basketball in your eyes? What needs to change? Well, I think uh, that's a long-winded question right there, are you are you are you are you talking about the pandemic? Or are you talking about this basketball itself? Or? Just the the game. I mean, I, we've seen you know the NBA t- take care of uh, the pandemic and get through its season, but just in general, what what needs to change? Like uh, deeper three pointers, longer, shorter shot clocks. Obviously, do you want shot clock in Montana high school? Always have. You yeah. know, everybody used to have a butte high, and I'd come some years and. I've had a philosophy when you got gazelles, you run with the basketball. When you got elephants, you walk. And there were years I had elephants, and I would walk down, make 14, 16, 17 passes before we'd take a shot or get to the bucket. And it drove people crazy. And I said, hey, as long as they're not a clock, I'm a pretty smart coach. I'm going to I'm gonna work it as best I can to stay in the game because we're playing a team that has a lot more talent than we do. So, yeah, I would like to see the shot clock come in play. I think, uh, I think it has to. But in this era – the way coaches coach, there's no strategy as far as tempo is concerned. And so uh, uh, it, it, I, I don't know if it's matter or not. If you go watch all these teams, they run again, three like crazy. I think post play is dying out. I still think it's the speed of basketball. I've always said if you see a championship team, you see a good post player or two playing on that floor for the team that wins it. And I don't think that's ever going to change. You, you need to – Aircraft carriers, I call them. You need them to rebound. You need them to get you 10 to 14 points a game. You need them to block shots and intimidate chain shots. 
and I don't think that'll ever change. If you want to put five guards out on the floor, uh, it's going to be a whole different world. And uh, I, kids have gotten so good, you know, they're so quick. Coaching is so good. I, I remember playing in high school for Otto Simon at Butte Central, and he would say, "Get on your." It was never drill. You know, how do you position your body? Get on your mat. Why'd your mat? He beat you baseline. Well, yeah, he did. But what do I do? And uh, that transition from the '60s to the to into the 70s, 80s, and 90s, coaches are so good at teaching the game of basketball. Uh, and and the great coaches make great adjustments in play, not not at halftime and not not at practice, but in play. When you make the adjustments that can win you basketball games, uh, and I don't think a lot of coaches are really good at that zero. I just watch them on a running gun and shoot threes. And, you know, I watch a team uh, – come down the floor and shoot a 30 foot there's i don't know a minute and a half on the clock they're up they're up one or they're up two and they shoot 30 foot three and the prestige on that in case you didn't know it is not real good about going in unless you got somebody that i haven't heard about and so i don't think they control the tempo as well as i think it should be i think a lot of coaches could win some games if they'd learn about tempo i think tempo is a thing of the past for most coaches what about defense? Defense seems to go away at times in, in all levels of basketball as well, and you can't win without a good defense. Yeah, No, you can't, and I'm a proponent. I'm defense first, uh, offense second, and and I think every coach I coach against will tell you that. I'm a big believer in defense and changing up defenses, but everybody's in such a hurry to get a shot off, in particular the three anymore, that they just push the ball and get it down and, and get what – what they think is a good shot, and I'm sitting there going, "That's a terrible shot. Why, why are you letting them shoot that?" But coaching uh, philosophies have changed a lot. But uh, defense is—it's uh, kind of a dying breed, with especially at the high school level. The college level, I think, is uh, is really strong. If you can't play good defense in college, I think this coach at Tech is absolutely awesome at teaching mm-hmm. defense. Uh, Carroll College is awesome at teaching defense. My Friend Coach Moat, the women at Northern, absolutely the best defensive coach in the conference, and it keeps them in the game. And I don't think you win if you can't stop what other teams do or take them out of their normal offense and force them into doing things they, they aren't comfortable or used to doing. So, yeah, defense is, is big with me. When you can outthink the other guy and stop people, it's important. Uh, okay, last question for you. Um, who wins the Frontier men's and women's tournament titles? Hopefully we have a season. Well, I think we're going to have a season. That's one nice thing. Um, the men, I, Steve Keller got a, a recruit that's really a dandy. It, it's going to be between Great, Great Falls and uh, Carolyn Tech. That, that one's a coin flip. Uh Tech, this is his year to produce. You know, he, he's been building, 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 and I think he's gotten where he wants to be. And and I think they're going to be in the top three. And I think anytime you pick somebody in the Frontier Conference, you can go down as far as four most of the time and not know who's going to win the tournament. Yeah. But I like I I, I, I like uh, those three teams from the men's side. Uh, I think Keller is probably the favorite, but you can't count Carroll out ever. They got a lot of coming back. They're strong. Uh, Montana Tech's got it all coming back. Uh, the point guard who got hurt last year is coming back. He's an excellent player. 
So we'll play that out. Women, I like Carroll's team the most because I love the post player they got from the Grizzlies. That girl mm-hmm. is a beast. And that's a difference maker. That's the greatest recruit in the Frontier Conference last year, yep. period. Yep. No, 100% agreed there. Jamie Pickens but is awesome. And then I picked Rocky's next. And my uh, Chloe Thatcher, <laughs> somebody somebody's put on Twitter, are you inviting your, your, your uncle for dinner? And she said, who's my uncle? She, she gave me up. That's <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do with me. But uh, they didn't include the post. So it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, they lose Markayla. That's a that's a tough loss there. Oh yeah, that's she was a good one. No um, question. The women's Frontier Conference, you know, the the men's is great to watch, but the women in the Frontier, top to bottom, the coaches are unbelievable. There's six yes, they fantastic coaches, and you can include Brian Ord, LC State. I mean, LC State did a great job while they were in the conference, but. Right now, the six coaches that the Frontier has on the women's side, are there's no better in the country. There, There is no better in the country. And, uh, you know, when it comes down with good coaches, you all have your philosophy, you all have your offenses, you got your defense, whatever you want to run. But it comes down to recruiting, period. And for some reason, Coach Sayers gets that one key player to come in every year, and she got it this year as far as I'm concerned. Heads and tails above everybody. That girl I watched her play for four years in high school is just absolutely a great basketball player and is going to be such a difference maker. Uh, but, yeah, there are no – I don't think there's a bad coach in, in men's or women's, to be quite frank with you. No, I agree. Uh, I really don't. I, and if there was, I wouldn't say there was anyway. So, <laughs> a little bit. There you go. Hey, uh, Coach, I appreciate the time. I, I, ho- uh, I hope we can check in with you once basketball gets going because I love watching your uh, – you do the, the polls, you break them down frontier, down to high school, uh, your top tens, and I, uh, well, your top fives, and I love it. Um, so, but I hope we get a season, and I really hope I get to chat with you further. Well, I appreciate that, and I appreciate you calling an old guy and bringing him out of the closet so I can be – still think I'm somebody. You're awesome, and I, I sincerely appreciate you calling me. Well, I appreciate that, Coach, and uh, you take care and stay safe, and we'll talk soon. Get all with you. Take care <laughs> of yourself. That is uh, John Thatcher, the longtime coach and great uh, broadcaster uh, for so many different events in Butte. Uh, joining us here in the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Quick break, come back, predictions, and Congressman Governor-elect Greg Gianforte next, Jason Walker Show. Rucker's Furniture. This means tremendous values on Helena's largest in-stock selection of home furnishings. When you shop Rucker's, you'll find store-wide savings on the furniture you want for every room in your home. And you'll also find our selection of Serta Eye Comfort, the most comfortable beds in Helena. 12-month financing is available with approved credit on most purchases over $299. Ask for details. You'll find store-wide savings at Rucker's Furniture, 1010 Dearborn, Helena. Yes, it's true that Montana is a long way from the Gulf Coast, but you can bring that Cajun flavor home with a stop at Cafe Zydeco. From po'boys to classic sandwiches, Cafe Zydeco has all the best Cajun in town. Are you in the mood for seafood gumbo or crawfish etouffee? Maybe you're craving jambalaya with some shrimp and grits. Head in for breakfast, lunch, or dinner, or call ahead for pickup or delivery. Cafe Zydeco will fix all your southern cravings, even on a chilly Montana day. Cafe Zydeco is a proud sponsor of the Jason Walker Show. 
New vehicles keep coming, and Capital Collision Center keeps earning certifications to repair them. They're Helena's newest GM-certified facility. No matter the make or year, they repair your car to manufacturer's standards and requirements, maintaining its safety and value. Montana State Law says it's your vehicle and it's your choice where you have it repaired. Choose Capital Collision Center, certified in GM, Subaru, and Nissan, and Helena's only shop certified in Honda, Acura, and Ford. When you value safety, go to Capital Collision Center on Euclid. Jason Walker here, and I want to tell you about a great place that's going to make you feel better in just an hour. Ocean Spirit Massage. From deep tissue to hot stone and more, Ocean Spirit Massage will get your sore, tired muscles feeling like new. Whether you overdid it working out, hiking the hills, playing golf, whatever it is, or even if you're pregnant, you will walk away feeling better than you have in years. Book now for yourself or make it a couple's massage. And gift certificates are always available as well. Visit OceanSpiritMassage.com or call 417-0542. Welcome back to the Jason Walker Show. Welcome back, Jason Walker Show. Thanks to uh, Coach Thatcher. That was awesome. I, and I have – he's one of those guys you almost need to set an hour or two aside just because of his stories. And there's a lot more stories that I want to ask him about. Uh, so we'll get him on the air again. He's going to be uh, – he's, he's such a wealth of – he's just a wealth of knowledge and just a wealth of awesomeness. Uh, so appreciate Coach Thatcher joining us. Uh, we'll do predictions coming up also on this day in history. And uh, update you on the PBR uh, real quick as well. But first, we check in on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline. Our next guest is the governor-elect, a congressman from uh, the state of Montana. And uh, did we? Did I do this right? I don't know what happened here. Hold on, we got to save this. Um, but he is uh, going to be the next governor of the state of Montana. And joining us on the Mike Miller State Farm Hotline, Congressman. Governor-elect, Greg Gianforte. First off, uh, congratulations, sir. Um, take me through last Tuesday and uh, your butterflies in your stomach and as you watch the results come in. Well, thank you, Jason. It, you know, it was just it's such an honor to be selected as Montana's next governor. Uh, Montana sent a really clear message on Election Day. It's time for Helena to change the way it does business. We need to get our economy going again. We need to protect uh, people's safety. And we need to get Montana's back to work in good-paying jobs. And I, I'm thrilled. November 4th, I sat down with my team, rolled up our sleeves, and we're at work. I, yeah, I was talking to a member of your team on uh, on that, that Wednesday last week, and, and he, they said, yeah, he's already uh, started the transition, so it's going to be a while before you can talk to him. Um, how is the transition part going right now? Well, we're pleased. Mike Milburn, uh, former Speaker of the House in Montana, is leading my transition. I have a, a number of other advisors that are helping. Uh, we're starting to put – we're in a mo, we're in a phase here where we're really doing capacity building, hiring folks. Uh, we'll be making some announcements about the various positions we've filled. But the number one issue for Montana right now is this COVID situation. That's why I announced this – COVID-19 task force, uh, we need to make sure all voices are at the table. This is why uh, we need the voice of public health officials, but we can't ignore the voice of families. 
small business, local government, tribal governments, educators. Uh, this is why we put this 21-person task force together so that everybody's voice gets heard. So as we roll out public policy related to COVID, um, you know, we're going we're gonna to make sure Montanans are protected, but we don't unduly shut down our economy and stifle uh, economic growth either. Uh, Greg Gianforte joining us here, the governor-elect, uh, still congressman on the Jason Walker Show. I have to ask, so your Facebook says it's pronounced John Forte. What's the correct pronunciation of your last name? So the Americanization of it is uh, Jan Forty, which is what is the easiest thing, Jan Forty. Jan Forty. Um, yeah, the, the original Italian is Jan Forte, which is too hard for anybody. <laughs> uh, so what do you prefer? Uh, I'll, I answer to Greg. Okay. <laughs> How about governor? We'll, we'll start calling you that from now on. Um, That's fine, Jason. <laughs> another seven weeks or so you take office. Um, you are hiring. Uh, if you need another uh, help in the media department, you know I'm available, and I'm right here in Helena. Perfect. You're going to be my neighbor. Uh, <laughs> I would I would put the word out. I mean, we one of the first things we did was put up a website, and uh, the website is servemontana.com, servemontana.com. And if there are folks out there that want to help, uh, we're casting a very broad net. Go there. Uh, click the department you're interested in, maybe the oversight board or the agency. Submit your. We've had, I think we're getting close to 200 submissions so far just in the first uh, few days here. Nice. Uh, and then we've kicked off a number of nominating committee. We're calling them transition advisory teams. Uh, we've announced the membership for DPHHS and the Department of Corrections just in the last couple of days. There's more coming. Uh, we're going to cast a really broad net. What I've always done in business is you want to put the best people in charge, people that have uh, a good cultural fit that will bring customer service back to our state agencies, be able to bring clarity to mission, uh, and be a real change agent because we're going to change the way things are done in Helena. And uh, like you said at the beginning, I mean, Montana sent a clear, I mean, it was a red, red wave uh, across the entire state, every major office, and Senator Dane's winning re-election uh, was pretty big, too. Um, what is that first step to change how Helena works? Well, I'll get sworn in on January 4th, and the, the legislature starts that same week. Mm -hmm. So uh, the first task at hand, we, we don't have a clear picture of our uh, the revenue forecast. Uh, but we've got to produce a budget. We've got to balance the budget uh, and make sure we don't um, have to negatively impact essential services. So uh, step one here till the end of the year is building capacity, identifying individuals that can take leadership roles. Uh, I'll be out on a listening tour later this month uh, just to continue to stay close. This is what I did in business. I did probably 250 customer visits a year and, we didn't have any customers in Montana, so this is so much better. I don't have to get on an airplane now. I can just drive. <laughs> uh, uh, and I love visiting with folks and hearing their hopes and dreams for the state, uh, and we'll incorporate those into our plans. Governor-elect and uh, Congressman Greg Gianforte joining us here, Jason Walker Show. Um, before I ask you about your hunting trip, how much – you mentioned planes – how much travel before or between now and January 4th are you going to be doing back to D.C.? There's still some unfinished business there. Yeah, I'll be back there for important votes. I spoke with uh, uh, Leader McCarthy, Kevin McCarthy, just uh, yesterday. 
uh, explained the situation that the people of Montana had selected me as their next governor. Uh, I still have my day job, which is being congressman for Montana. And right. uh, we had a good dialogue. He agreed to, to work with me to make sure that I could be there for the important votes and uh, could hopefully spend time working to build capacity for Montana when they're just doing procedural votes that don't, don't have a large impact. So I need to keep doing both jobs. Uh, yeah. And well, you're a businessman, you're, you're used to doing this, uh, multitasking. All right. Uh, Saturday you go out hunting, you get a nice buck. Um, take me through the hunt. Oh, it was the, we, uh, I, I am so blessed. I mean, we all are to live here in this great state. This is one of the bigger bucks I've ever shot. It was a six by six, Damn. uh, had a lot of height to it. Uh, and it was actually on our little farm in Bozeman. So it was, I had been keeping an eye on this one. Uh, my neighbor first identified this deer, uh, neighbor across the street. He took a picture of it while it was still in velvet over the summer. Oh. Uh, texted it to me and said, this is the deer I'm going to take this year. And I, and I texted him back and I said, uh, not if it's on my property. <laughs> and uh, so in the end, I got the picture and I texted to him and I just, the one word, dibs. <laughs> Um, that is going to be some fantastic eating. There is no question about that. Congratulations on that. Are you done now for the year hunting or you got a little bit left? Uh, Oh, I'll probably get out. I mean, that's the wonderful thing of Montana is, uh, you know, if you're willing to switch species, you can hunt big game 11 out of 12 months. Mm. So I, I love, I do have a lion tag. We'll probably try and get out this winter. And even if it's just to get some fresh air, but we'd find a track, we'll try and get on it. And, uh, I usually get out for uh, spring bear. So it just, it continues through the whole year. This is, as I say, this is not what we do. This is who we are. Uh, Last time we talked, we talked about the Governor's Cup fishing tournament. Uh, The Governor's Cup running, are you a a runner? Because that's coming up in June here in town. Um, I'm not, I do, uh, I I try and get some exercise in and, uh, Running is kind of my go-to thing when I need some cardio. If the weather's nice, I'm not, I don't run in the winter time, but uh, in the summer I might do it. If it's you know, if it's, I'll do a 5K. That would be yeah. That, I I like that. Um, I'm glad we got you uh, committed to that because I have yet to do it. They've they've been after me for seven years to, to run, and I'm just like I don't think so. Yeah. Well, I can't run every day. Um, yeah. But, uh, but there you go. Um. This is awesome for uh, the state of Montana for, and this is, says a lot because uh, you're the first Republican governor in 16 years, or you will be when you take office January 4th. Um, Montana's making a little bit of a change back to the old days a little bit. Well, we Montana has so much potential. We love living here. The quality of life is unmatched. Uh, we just we 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 could do better. I mean, we're 44th in the nation in wages. Too many of our kids have to leave. And then there's some societal issues we need to address. I mean, we are dead last in the country in starting teacher pay. Uh, that's not right. We have teachers leaving to go to Wyoming and North Dakota because they pay, Wyoming pays 50% more for a starting teacher. We have more kids in foster care per capita than any other state in the country except one. And we have one of the highest suicide rates in the country. Yeah. Uh, and so there's a number of issues. These are not easy problems. And, we have good state employees. We really do. I mean, they're Montanans. They're dedicated. They're hardworking. Uh, but I think better leadership 
provides clarity of mission and more of a customer service focus. And I'm committed to a bipartisan approach to this. This last week, I spent a day, uh, I called all of the Democrat legislators uh, in the Montana legislature. I spoke with about a third of them, still getting calls back from a number of them. And we had really good conversations. And I, I just firmly believe that as Montanans, no matter what your political stripes, we have more in common than separates us. And I have just found in Washington, working across the aisle, getting stuff done, uh, is just, it's just a better approach. And I just want everyone to know my door's open. Uh, we've been blessed. Uh, we've lived the American dream. My wife and I raising our kids here and I want to create better opportunities for all Montanans. Well, uh, it starts on January 4th, but you got a lot of work between now and then. And uh, my offer still stands. Once you get settled in, we're going to have uh, – I'll, I'll make you some ribs at my house someday. I'm there. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and what's the website again if people want to go help out? ServeMontana.com. Okay. ServeMontana.com. Uh, Congressman, we appreciate the time and uh, looking forward to chatting with you when you become uh, governor in January. Okay. We'll stay in touch. Thanks Thank so you, much, sir. Jason. That is uh, Congressman Greg Ginforte, and, uh, man, so much fun to talk with. But did, that buck, holy, a six-by-six. Six. Now, this isn't Easterners This is where they're, oh, I got a 12-pointer. That's what they would have counted it. No, that was a six-by-six. Six. Um, monster. I mean, not a big rack, but a nice rack. Um, yeah, good, good. Oh, man. All right, let's uh, update you on the PBR. Round two tonight. Derek Kolbaba won last night out of Walla Walla, Washington. He got a 92.75-point ride down there in Arlington. Uh, Montana's Dakota Lewis split. Uh, well, no, he took four, uh, fifth by himself with an 89, and uh, that's big. Jess Lockwood got bucked off, but the uh, riding sensation from the Blackfeet Nation, Dakota Lewis, um, making a name or making a case as he moves up the leaderboard a little bit. And uh, round two tonight, and you can watch on Ride Pass and uh, CBS Sports Network. Now, remember tonight, Flint Rasmussen's daughter, Shelby and Paige, will be singing the national anthem. So that is uh, very cool. Tune in on Ride Pass and then uh, watch all the riding on CBS Sports Network. I think it starts at 7.30 Mountain Time. Is that, I think, is that right? Um, yeah, 7.30 Mountain Time. Uh, let's see here. Okay, predictions for the weekend. There are football games. There are eight of them. And for the playoffs, let's start in the A Semifinals tonight. You've got Bozeman at Billings West. Bozeman almost beat West a couple of weeks ago at Dallas. They get a chance for the rematch. They were tested by hell in a high. They got the win, and the Hawks will advance to have a chance to repeat as state champs. Bozeman gets the win over West tonight, 27-21. Then you've got Senior at Sentinel. Senior's really good. Sentinel's better. Uh, Sentinel is basically a college team playing high school football right now. And uh, thanks to, uh, you know, they get to recruit there. They get to bring in kids from wherever. And uh, Sentinel's going to Sentinel's gonna put up some points tonight on senior as well. Uh, let's see. Let's go 42. Well, we'll just say 
Now, seniors got a better offense than Great Falls High, so let's go 42-14. I know I think that was a score last week, but Sentinels is good. All right, uh, let's see. Class B tomorrow, semifinals. Let's start Florence Carlton at Fairfield. Florence Carlton's playing really good this year. They've played awesome. Fairfield is at home. Eagles have tradition. Fly with the Eagles over Florence Carlton. Glasgow at Manhattan. Manhattan has looked good all year. What do they have, five shutouts this year? And I don't know if they'll shut out Glasgow, but Manhattan and Fairfield will meet next week in the championship. Uh, let's see. Drummond, Phillipsburg, Fort Bend, eight-man. Holy cow. Talk about a great matchup. Drummond, Phillipsburg, Heritage, Fort Benton, last couple of years, back. Uh, I like the Longhorns to stay perfect with the, the win over Drummond, Phillipsburg at home. And then Shelby at Scobie. It's going to be a good game. And it's a long trip for Shelby uh, to Scobie. But I think Shelby gets the win on the road. That's the first, second road team we're taking. Uh, and then you got a couple of state championships tomorrow on six man. White Sulphur Springs at Freud Medicine Lake. Uh, Freud Lake at home. White Sulphur Springs has played good, played really solid. Their lone loss is going to come in the state championship tomorrow. Freud Medicine Lake wins it. And then Class A championship Billings, Billings, basically. Yellowstone County. Laurel at Central at Lockwood. Laurel looking for some revenge. Central, hmm, I'll take the Rams. That's a tough one. That's going to be a close, that'll be the closest game of the weekend, I think. But Laurel will lose to to Central. All right, Uh, there's your predictions. What else we got going on? Um, Oh, it's uh, November the 13th, it's Friday the 13th. What did I see today? It is Friday the 13th, and if you add up, all of the killings in the Friday the 13th movies, all those dead people just voted for Joe Biden last week. Uh, National Indian Pudding Day, it is World Kindness Day as well. 1875, Harvard-Yale, the first college football game with uniforms. Uh, 1982, WBA lightweight champ Ray Mancini beat South Korean challenger Duk Koo Kim Technical knockout in the 14th round in Vegas. Kim collapses, falls into a coma, dies four days later. As a result, the WBC shortened its title bouts to 12 rounds. The WBA and WBO uh, followed in 1988, the IBF in 89. Speaking of boxing in 1992, Riddick Bowe wins the undisputed world heavyweight boxing crown with a unanimous decision over Evander Holyfield, the first of their three meetings. Tell me if this sounds familiar in this day and age. 1969 on this date, Vice President Sparrow Agnew accuses network TV news departments of bias and distortion. Hmm. It's almost like a repeat of what's happening the last four years. Bias and distortion. There is no doubt the bias is showing on mainstream media. One big birthday to celebrate today. Buck O'Neill was born on this date in 1911. He passed away in 2006. Buck O'Neill played for the Kansas City Monarchs. He was the first uh, black coach in Major League Baseball. He was born in Florida this date in 1911. Buck O'Neill was 
basically the instrumental guy behind the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. And that museum, I've been there twice. The historical nature of that museum is unbelievable. If you ever get a chance to go to the Negro League Museum in Kansas City, do it. Don't hesitate. Jump on it and go. It is uh, because of Buck O'Neill that that museum exists. And Buck O'Neill is a great, great guy. Born on this date in 1911. We're almost at the end of the show. What did we learn? And what did he miss? Time for the walk-off. All right. Uh, thanks for the week. Big, big fun stuff this week. Uh, Flint Rasmussen, Jordan Hansen, Dakota Lewis, uh, Audrey Hofer, Bud Forrest, John Langmore, Coach John Thatcher today, Congressman and Governor-elect Greg Gianforte, and uh, so much, so much great stuff coming up next week as well. Jordy Hansen will be back. We'll recap the football playoffs, and uh, and who knows? Oh, there's some college basketball news to talk about as well with Jordy next week. I believe we're going to have a senator join us next week. Uh, uh, yes. Um, senator Melissa Melendez from the 28th State Senate District in California will join us to uh, chat about, um, well, a lot of stuff. But she will uh, join us next Wednesday as well. Uh, we're just going to have a great week next week. Going to be fun stuff. Who knows uh, what surprises will be amongst us. We hope you'll join us. Well, I like that, too. We hope you join us. If you missed anything, go to jasonwalkershow.com. All of our shows from last December are loaded up. And anything from this week, if you missed or just want to rewatch. Tomorrow, make sure you join in on the MHSA network on NFHS. I'll be in Shelby calling the championship match of the state class B volleyball tournament. Join me at noon from Shelby tomorrow, and then we'll see you back here Monday at 4. Go to jasonwalkershow.com. Have a terrific weekend. Stay safe, and don't get blown away by the wind. See you Monday. The Jason Walker Show is produced by the Jason Walker Media Company. Any reuse, rebroadcast, or retransmission without the express written consent of the Jason Walker Show is strictly prohibited. Just listen, watch, and enjoy.